Wait, who am I? Why am I here? Oh, um, okay, so, uh, last time a bunch of kids got sucked into a book for their own good, and we're gonna stay there for a little while until they learn to love reading. So, hold on, let me just make sure, yep, and I have my wig all set and I'm ready to go. Friends in an alternate future, welcome to Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, where we use the game Monster of the Week to tell a story of matronly marionettes and historical hijinks in the real and actual 2007. I'm Tyler Samples, your keeper of monsters and mysteries, and we're going to pick up where we left off last episode with special guest Aaron Keefe playing Dorothea Dewey, a mystery public library employee with a loose wig, a love of books, and the willingness to transport people against their will into books in order to share that love. Before we continue, though, we of course need to hear from this week's Mystery County sponsor, Aaron Rain. Who do we have this week? Um, these are wipes, all wipes. So it's wipes, comma, all wipes. Wipes, all wipes. Wipe out. Oh, I wiped and there's dirt all over my knees. Well, hey, guess kid. what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, two people talking to me at once? That's new. What's up? Sorry, we're brothers and we started a business together. Yeah, guess what? We've got a wipe for that wipeout. You got a wipe for my wipeout, but I got dirt stains all over my khaki pants. Talk to my brother. Oh, which one? Me. Just to be clear, I had the business idea. I put the money up front, and it's my whole thing. He just came up with a name. I'm sorry. i sorry I assumed that he was the one with all the ideas. No, I'm just the face of the business. Wow. He's the idea guy, the money guy, and all the other stuff guy. <laughs> wow. But people hate me, and they love him. Hey, get out of my way, Poindexter. Ugh. Oh. Dang, they just knocked you over. It looks like you need one of these, too. Must be a day that ends in Y. <laughs> Wipeout! I'm getting married in 10. <laughs> Stuck inside a Danielle Steele novel, C.E.J. reaches for any other book that he can find, and Crashly reaches for C.E.J. Crashly, go ahead and roll to act under pressure. So okay. roll plus cool. Okay. We'll see what happens. Uh, I got a seven. A seven. So you have a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. You can go with him, but that's it. You can't keep him there. Okay, I'll go. Okay, I'll go great. With him. Yeah. Uh, you find yourself in a different chapter in the book. Oh no. Rut row. So you're going to find yourself in a different chapter in in Admiral <laughs> James Stockdale's autobiography. Stockdale on stoicism. What's oh, it called? That's what it's called. The Stoic Warriors Triad. Oh, wow. Yeah. Triad. Wow. Juicy. And I think before we cut away, right right as we cut away, the cat burglar and the, the like, lady, a uh, femme fatale, notice that um, Dorothea is watching them. And <laughs> it, it starts to it starts to accelerate the romantic tension. Absolutely. Yeah, Wait, definitely. also, uh, I'm just reading about James Stockdale. His name is James Bond, Jim Stockdale. Yeah, his name is James Bond Stockdale. <laughs> no, no way. Not wow. and, and his dad's name is Vernon Beard. 
Wow. What are we even doing? Spies. What is James Bond Stockdale? Wow. What a weird guy. Isn't that incredible? That's yeah. amazing. Jeff, will you will you set the scene for us? Where does CEJ find himself in the autobiography of Jim Stockdale? He finds himself at the U.S. Naval Academy in 1947. They're about to graduate, but these guys are getting up to some funny business. <laughs> Great. Aaron Keefe, what prank are the graduating class of the U.S. Naval Academy uh, in the midst of doing right now? Um, hmm, so it's like the 80s? 70s? 70s? 80s? It's the 40s. 40s? 1947. Oh, okay. Oh, it's when he's young. Okay, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> what are they doing? Um, they are um, bees. Yep. They're releasing bees. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here's an important question. Inside or outside? Oh, God. <laughs> outside. Yeah. Yeah. They still haven't really refined pranks yet at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, they're just outside releasing bees. Yeah, pranks are new. This is actually, what's, you're, you're joking, but this is the first prank ever. Uh, wow. Pranks were invented in the 40s because wow. we had just won the war and people can now sort of start to yeah. joke. So now people can prank. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The first American prank. <laughs> yeah. So, Jeff, yeah. who does what? Where? Who does CEJ describe a little bit more what CEJ finds himself doing or in the, um, whose body he's in? Here's the thing. CEJ's one of the bees. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. God. No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Great. Is Crashly B2? Oh, you're in a different chapter. No, you're in a different chapter. You're in a different oh, chapter. I'm, yeah. That's right. But here's oh the thing I'm going to make you a flower. It's going to get weird. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. I was for sure that you were going to make Crashly like a Viet Cong. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought that's where that was going. Yeah, because that's the fun <laughs> they choice. <did> not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to do the classic fun one. Are Susan and uh, Dorothea still in the... Um, in the Daniel Steele book, yes. Yeah. Great. Yes. Susan, they're watching. Yeah, you, you're <laughs> yeah. both just watching this very sexy engagement between this cat burglar and... It's a little vanilla. <laughs> yeah. But they keep they keep making eyes and doing like the beckoning finger at Dorothea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> While Susan keeps giving... Uh, editorial commentary <laughs> on the quality of the writing. <laughs> CEJ, you're a bee. <laughs> I guess this is a little like the the 1950s movie of The Fly of you just, yeah, you find yourself trapped in a bee body. Nothing makes sense. Uh, everything, you're, it's looking through, uh, what, what are uh, the, the little a kaleidoscope? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my like compound eyes. Yeah, you have two compound eyes, an overriding desire to to help the hive and make honey. It's night. Well, I guess actually, Aaron Keefe. Yeah, are they doing this prank at night or are they just releasing <laughs> bees during the day? Oh, I mean, well, I'm tempted to say day. I'm doing all the worst improv choices. It's not <laughs> not even a prank anymore if I say day. <laughs> no. no, I'd say go with your gut. I guess. I think that's so funny. Yeah, that it's just the the prank is just during the day. <laughs> They're just releasing bees into the air. Is it wait, so this is during the graduation ceremony? Or is this like No. Yes. 
Oh, no, this is just a regular day? Oh, oh okay. that was my thought. But yes, I, it makes more sense if they're just releasing bees during a graduation and ceremony. How many That's bees? more an actual prank. I thought you were just saying they're just releasing bees on like a Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> that's just like them setting some bees free. Like that's yeah. like a lot of right, right. Yes, they're heroes. This is canonically because CEJ becomes a movie reviewer later in life. Uh, this is like the mysterious reviewer vote that pushes B movie over the threshold of fresh <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> because you're like... I, yeah, have, you, I just have like I flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's, it's too close so to So rather story. than telling us this, uh, what happens here, Alan, will you just give us an, uh, a brief excerpt from CEJ's future review of the B-movie movie? Oh, hell yeah. It's a perspective not often considered. <laughs> <laughs> The creatures we rely upon to pollinate our foods, to make our crops grow, to make our flowers bloom. And how do we treat them? I'm done. As stingy little cluster of potentially prank fodder. Well, not anymore. Thanks to a brilliant and informed performance by one Jerry Seinfeld. This reviewer has no choice but to give B-Movie an A+. Excellent. Very good. We'll cut over Crashly. You find yourself Mm -hmm. in James Stockdale's autobiography, but it's a different chapter. Jeff, what chapter of James Stockdale's life does Crashly find herself in? Okay. uh, She is going to be in... uh, I think he is... Let's throw him in Vietnam. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Great. Sure. Great. We're going to visit wrong. Vietnam. So I am yeah. Viet Cong. No. I just really, I really love the idea that in a couple of weeks, someone at Google is going to be like, damn, we've got tens of hits for James Stockdale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Okay, great. Yeah. Crashly. Yeah, mm-hmm. you find yourself. <laughs> man, yeah, it's like, oh, cool. We'll do the Gulf of Tonkin incident. No, uh, no, yeah, Crashly, you find yourself. It, it's you're excited. It's the first week of the Vietnam War. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! You haven't. You're so just it's like 1965 or something. Yeah, you, you're okay. you're just hitting the ground. Uh, you're a young fighter pilot, ready to uh, show himself. Uh, show what he's made of. How come everyone gets to be James Stockdale but me? <laughs> well, you are the one who made it be the, the autobiography of Ra- Ross Pro and then put him in the body of James Stockdale. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, oh, I wasn't man. trying to be. James I, you could Stockdale. call that a consequence. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, I hate him. Yeah, I was pissed that everyone else gets to be James Stockdale. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, brother. I set up this Gorgeous. elaborate long walk to get to be James Stockdale, and it passed me right by. <laughs> you get so to sorry. be a bee. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Claire. Yes. Will you, will you set up for us a non-sad uh, non-circumstance that Crashly finds herself in? Absolutely. She's going into town on hmm. a mission to get um, just some supplies. I love it. Just your ordinary supply run. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking for playing cards. <laughs> um, something I remember is M&M's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, so, Crashly, so, you find yourself yeah. doing that. 
And as you're driving into town to get stuff, yeah, one of the other enlisted men with you uh, leans over and he's like, hey, Stockdale. Yeah. What's up? You want to do a prank? Any, oh, any, oh. Yeah, do you? Anytime. Because I got some bees right here. <laughs> I, I can't believe you said that because releasing bees is my favorite prank. I was stung over 14 times what? the last time bees were released on me. Oh, I was. Just, did you release them inside? What I love is, what I love about this is everybody else has entered the, the bodies of the things and had their own memories and stuff. So what we're establishing is that Crashly has previously done bee pranks. But, cra- but for all we know, oh, yeah. because Crashly has a long history of, of like – different bodies and like oh past lives and stuff i used to be john stockdale that's true oh, oh my gosh, gosh yeah. Is james stockdale. <laughs> yeah i used to be is it james i keep thinking it, it was is john. james bond stockdale. Oh, right. james james stockdale. Bond stockdale sorry duh yeah, yeah who died yeah. in uh 2005 in our timeline so wow. yeah yeah oh so crashly you are just reliving wow a, wow, a memory wow. from yeah, that's one of so... wait he died in 2005 yeah <laughs> That's wasn't so Crashly alive in our timeline. Yeah, in he our died timeline. in 2005. He he didn't yeah. have yeah, he had There's a another less... timeline where he uh didn't live past Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I got it. yeah, and Janice died before he died. Listen, Crashly's been jumping. Yeah. It's yeah. called Quantum yeah. Leap. Look it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh but yeah, so Crashly, <laughs> um, I guess for for whatever reason, you're able to access the memories of of this a little bit more easily than the others are. So yeah, yeah. you're yeah. you're talking talking bees. Or I, hey, maybe I was just making that up. <laughs> you should use these bees. I got this is the world's oldest bee. I captured it in 1947. <laughs> what? That's amazing! Wow, Crashly. <laughs> what does that Grant, mean? Crashly. Oh my it's, god! It's me, B E J. That B is my boyfriend, and you what? can't tell anybody because that's not going to go over well. But I'm telling you one thing right now: I'm in love with that B. That B is my boyfriend. JJ, what has it been like being a B for the last twenty years? Honestly, euphoric. <laughs> Uh, uh, I've been feeling lost Uh, and directionless mm. in my real life, having been rejected from college and like feeling alone and being left in the year whatever in Constantinople for all that time. And as a bee, all I had to do was whatever the queen told me to do. Oh my God. (laughs) And I got to just like coast and like live. You know what I mean? Like I was really living. Are you going by BEJ now? Yeah, yeah, I'm B E J. Oh my and gosh! I, uh, I, I feel like I'm discovering a calling for. I'm gonna be like an, what is it? An, an apiarist. 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 Yeah. When Not I get to back. steal your B movie review, but this is a refreshing new perspective. Is to mm-hmm. hear from Woo! what it's like to be a B. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really nice. It's a just a union of. One with nature and one with many, you know. Wow! Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow! It's <laughs> it's yeah, it's just all community. It's so beautiful. It's 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 literally everything I felt like I was missing from my life. Damn, yeah. I actually don't like the character C E J, but I love B E J. Yeah. And so we're gonna cut back over to uh, Susan and Dorothea. Uh, you're there, Dorothea, the cat burglar, and the woman at the window. They are very aggressively, mm. I guess, to 
put no uh, fine sheen on it. They are just eye fucking you hard as they're uh, watching and inviting you in. Susan, you realize that the the kids are stuck in these other books. What are you doing in this moment? Um, I think since she's a little bit distracted. Yeah, she's eating potpourri like it's popcorn while she's <laughs> okay, staring yeah. at the yeah. Just crunchy old flowers. Is Dorothea <laughs> sort of doing the like bob and grab like with her? Yeah. yeah just like <laughs> pecking at it. For sure. Yeah. It's like some, a lot of it's missing her mouth because she's so <laughs> entranced by them. Wait, I, and by missing her mouth, do you mean getting pushed under the wig? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, pigeons hypothetically get hungry too for mm. potpourri. <laughs> Well, you say hungry too for potpourri, but humans don't. <laughs> Not typically. <laughs> if you come over to my house and it smells like freshly cooked potpourri, I need you to mind your business. Is all I'm saying. Freshly cooked. <laughs> I think what I want to do is. My first idea was to knock the pigeon out, but then I'm like not sure how to get the kids back. So I think I almost want to like deal with the feels or manipulate mm. Dorothea. Okay. Maybe deal with the feel. Okay. Yeah. I think that makes sense. What are you saying to Dorothea as you try to connect? You're try- so you're trying to connect with her to, you know, really establish a, con- a, a, a real intimate and uh, valid connection. What are you saying? Well, I first want to meet her where she's at because mm-hmm. she is loving this scene. Absolutely. So I want to be like, hot, right? Super. This is super sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what's what's going on with you? Are you OK? Um, let me try that again. You know, sometimes <laughs> when you're feeling sexy. I'm listening. It's just a cover for like another feeling. What's under all that sexy, Dodo? what's under here huh and i'm just like wiggling one of her um cardigan lapels Mm. a pigeon okay (laughs) i saw that at the library but i didn't want to call attention to it we just want people to read i know you do it can be lonely at the library oh i know it um we all do we all want the kids to read i'm always asking them to join my book club. Right? And do they? Okay, well, Crashly's come a couple times. And one time CJ came, but I think it was an accident. But let me tell you that. <laughs> These are good kids. And I'm not sure locking them in war hero biography <laughs> is going to make them readers. I think well, what would make them readers is maybe we all go back to the library. Get a card. Okay, I'll bring you back, but everyone has to promise to get a library card and come in at least once a year. We will! And just to see what fully happens here, Claire, go ahead and roll plus weird. I had her, Tyler. I know, but Mm. we gotta follow the rules here. No, Tyler! Oh, oh, you know what? I did follow the rules, and it's a... Great. I uh, really yeah, regret it's... trying to sing on this podcast. So could you edit that out and just put, <laughs> it's a 10. <laughs> Absolutely not. It sounded <laughs> fantastic. Ugh. Aaron, Dorothea, yeah, this, you feel like a genuine connection in this moment. It really feels like Susan sees you where you're at and is uh, working with you on this. So yeah, she 
proposes that and you uh, counter with the, as long as everybody agrees to sign up for a library card and Susan agrees. How do you feel in this moment? Um, a little apprehensive, but a little hopeful and a little horny and a little hungry because mm. I'm missing a lot of the potpourri. Yeah, right, right. And I have to ask, how much of that is what Dorothea is feeling and how much of that is what the pigeon is feeling? Ooh, 80-20. Okay, great. Uh, What is the pigeon feeling? Horny first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the pigeon, like, Dorothea is very sweet and obviously malleable and vulnerable, and the Mm -hmm. pigeon has a little bit more of an edge to it. So, like, the pigeon could be back if they don't come to the library. Like, the pigeon's serious. Interesting. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and Claire, Susan is getting that vibe. Like, you, you don't want to fuck around with this pigeon. I have a healthy respect and fear of birds. <laughs> 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 and I shan't be doing anything wrong. Yeah, that is a Susan Wexler promise. I can just, all I'll say is when b- birds get organized, watch out. You when birds owl, decide to I'll start working. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, Dorothea, and Dorothea almost dies from laughing. Oh, so hard that joke. oh man, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't know if I heroned you right. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Susan, be careful. She may die, and you'll be stuck in here. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful. Dorothea, will you roll uh, and act under pressure again? I just want to see if your wig stays on. Oh shit. Uh, okay. Sorry, I'll give it a nest. Oh no! Oh, I'm sorry. no! Claire, you have to stop. She's got to roll a disadvantage. It's not safe. Uh, yeah. So, Aaron, Keith, give us a roll plus weird, two d six plus weird. Yes. Let's see. Up oh, three, three plus two. Okay, so that's an eight. Uh, that means let's see, worst outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. You can. <laughs> you don't die. You manage to hold on, but your wig does fall completely <gasps> off. The pigeon is fully exposed. The pigeon like covers up uh, its chest and its uh, like crotch. <laughs> it 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 so it pulls the wig up over its chest. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. do, do we? Is there any indication of how this works? I'm just curious. M- mostly as me, Alan. <laughs> like, it, is it? Are there levers? Is it like pulling the? Hair underneath, like how is this? Oh yeah, is it just whispering? Oh yeah, how is oh, like, the how is yeah. the pigeon operating, Dorothea? Is it sitting? Is like the skull open and it's like sitting where the brain should be? Oh, like God. a nest. Uh, oh my lord! Wow. Bird brain. Oh, bird brain. Mm. I mean, oh, bird yeah. brain. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Mm. It well, it's you're. It's sort of like um, like a bike. Like the, there's like a little like contraption, like a Rube Goldberg machine that's connected to her brain that the oh, pigeon has fine. to ride all the time. Incredible. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you see just a, a little pigeon just riding this little uh, bike-esque contraption holding the wig up to cover its bosom. <laughs> uh, d- does the pigeon talk? Um, the pigeon, uh, is it, which one is from Wallace and Gromit doesn't talk? Gromit. Gromit. Gromit is like, yeah. So the pigeon's like expressive, like Gromit. Like, mm. sort of just <sighs> makes very expressive wow. faces. And she's Wallace. <laughs> and Susan yeah. does respect this and appreciates this, but it is kind of taken away from the shine of her getting an inch cut off of her hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, 
but she's happy. She's happy for mm-hmm. the bird. And <laughs> um, yeah, and I think with all of that, then Dorothea, or really the pigeon driving Dorothea, this deal having been struck, I think you are probably pretty willing to pull the magic back to pull these plot holes or pull the kids out of these plot holes that you've uh, introduced. Mm-hmm. So the way we do magic and stuff is usually there is like a um, either uh, there's like some weird ingredients that you need for the spell. And usually there is like a little saying that you have to make either rhyming or not um, Mm. that. So how does your spell look to uh, sew up these plot holes? Um, So the pigeon has to sort of like almost like pull back the wheels that it's been turning to mm. sort of like pull everyone out. And it definitely hurts. It hurts really bad. Oh, yeah. 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 Not the, the pigeon though. Does it hurt the no, pigeon? No, not the pigeon. The pigeon Just feels Dorothy. literally nothing. Oh. Uh, oh, well, yeah, it hurts Dorothy uh, to have this happen. And yeah. it's going to hurt the kids. It's going to, they're going to, it's like, oh. gonna, it feels oh. like being pulled out of something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like being um, born. Yeah, it's like being born. Or having like a splinter pulled out if you were the splinter. Mm. Oh, interesting. Um, But the spell sort of what Dorothy or what the pigeon is making Dorothea say is like she has to tell the story of what happened and have it end with them getting back to. I love it. Can you you give us the ending Mm. of the story? Yes. And the kids (laughs) got violently pulled out of the story of. James Stockdale and all his friends, bees included, and they ended up back at the library where they begrudgingly signed up for library cards and agreed to never rip an old lady's wig off ever again. They tried potpourri, they loved it. Oh. <laughs> and they go, <laughs> and they go into <laughs> that noise. And they come into the library at least once a year just to make sure Dorothea isn't dead. <laughs> and they all live happily oh, no. ever after. And with that, yeah, uh, you're all, you know, uh, Adam, as you're standing on the the, the the debate stage. Let me explain myself. <laughs> you get pulled out. It hurts so much uh, as you get pulled out. And James Stockdale gets ripped to shreds on SNL. Uh, Crashly, you are pulled out uh, from your prank in Vietnam, having seen nothing too terrible in your yeah. small time there. C.E.J. or B.E.J., yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of vibrating my body to try to overheat a, a wasp <laughs> to protect my nest. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to be EJ, yeah, you all of all of the other bees are just vibrating with you in sync. There's no need for language or anything. It's just perfect connection. And as you're in that, you just feel yourself getting pulled back no. into humanness. No! <laughs> and you all find yourself eating potpourri in the oh. library uh, with mm. library cards in your hands. Oh, hey, this is pretty good. What is this called? <laughs> mm-hmm. Keep eating. It's delicious. Right. <laughs> see, EJ, did you see I came with you? Did, yeah. did you see I held your hand? And like, I don't know if you know, but like Acorn did not do that when you came back from Turkey. So that's true. And I really yeah. appreciate it. And I just want to add that Dorothea, these books uh-huh. have changed my life. <gasps> yeah. Aww. Me too. 
can we do a trip to Annapolis, Maryland? <laughs> I want to see the gravesite of James Bond Stockdale. <laughs> oh, I was him. What? Me too. Oh my God. No, but I mean, for real. No, I was for, I was for real him in the okay. book too. It was no. like I was there. Yeah, but I mean, like, I was him before. Okay. You know how I'm, like, weird? Wait, don't you guys know what this library is called? What? What? It's the Mystery County James Bond Stockdale Public <laughs> Library. Oh, <laughs> and that statue out front that says the name is Bond, James Bond Stockdale. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, oh that's gosh. him. I never that's why it's attention. shaped like a plane. Oh, oh. The library or the statue? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, the library the library is shaped like a plane. The statue is shaped like a library. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, wow, this is so cool. You know, Dorothea, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about this move. When you started sucking the kids into books, I thought, I don't know. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I guess you were right. We got some readers on our hands. Well, I got to thank you, Susan, because your book inspired the whole thing. I loved it so much. I thought, I want to be in this book. I got you something. (gasps) No. Where? What is it? (laughs) When did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So curious. During that Daniel Steele scene, I cannot stand her writing. Who was Um, Daniel Steele? So so during the scene, (laughs) I love, during the scene, Susan left the house (laughs) and drove to town. To the general store. While the rest of us were all fighting for our lives. Yeah. (laughs) You all had it. And I wrote a new excerpt, a monster girth. It's a bonus chapter. Starring someone very sexy. <gasps> no. It's you. She wore multiple cardigans. To- oh, my <laughs> God. And uh, Dorothea faints. She's so happy. <laughs> oh, God. Is she alive? Because that was part of our whole thing. Yeah. You pull it. You quickly pull a mirror up and hold it up to Dorothea's nose. And there's fog, you know, on it. And then you hold it no, up do to the, the pigeon's nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the pigeon is also breathing. <sighs> um, and we cut to Ooh. a week later. There has been a, a newly arranged uh, encore reading of Monster Girth. And Susan, if you're willing, I'd love to hear an excerpt from this new chapter that you added in. Absolutely. Let me just give me just a second here. Let yeah. me see if there's anything. And I can... While you're doing that, I want to say Adam uh, brought more eggs. Um <laughs> This time, uh, they're deviled still. Some of them are, some of the old ones are mixed in with the new ones. Oh, um, what? I okay. got, I was reading a book while I was cooking. I love this stuff. <laughs> Books or? Both. Not even a cookbook? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I was reading a Daniel Steele. i want to say crashley's been really enjoying like going to random fields with cej and just kind of like sitting and looking at (laughs) at beehives and he cries when we do it but (laughs) it seems like it's still a good date i knew those bees yeah and cej what's your experience been i got i gotta learn how to dance (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you have to. You just, you've learned truly. You have to dance like no one's watching. Except- yeah, Tyler. Could I ask? Could I resolve my insecurity? Because I think reading mm. gave me the power to be myself. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Can I resolve uh, my insecurity too? 
Yeah, I think so. I think you both can resolve as many uh, conditions as you want. Adam, yeah. I think you're definitely not angry anymore. I'm definitely not angry. I'm so calm. I realize, uh, much like James Stockdale, I can use, uh, one second, I read it in here, uh, the uh, uh, the stoic philosophy to calm myself in hard times. Hmm? I'm never going to forget what that old bird did for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And yeah, you you you're all uh huddled in the front row. You're all anxiously awaiting uh Susan's newest reading. I can't wait. I'm anxiously waiting. <laughs> Pass the potpourri. Oh, sure. <laughs> what are you? whispered Dodo in wonder. Tonight, he responded, I'm yours and placed his mouth on hers. Dodo's nipples tightened. Tightened? She didn't know if it was from words or that kiss. It might have been both. And the pigeon under her wig (laughs) laid the first fertilized egg. Whoa. It had laid in three years. It's all quiet and everybody looks over to uh, Dorothea to see what to gauge what the reaction is in this silence. Um, she's crying. She's like weeping from joy and just uh, staring off. And then uh, she dies peacefully. <laughs> right oh, there. No. Oh, oh, no. No. Oh. Oh. Does the, the pigeon pigeon's still off? alive. Oh, yeah, okay. the, pigeon, <laughs> the pigeon flies off like nothing happened. So she's just crying, blissful tears. And then there's like a, she, she kind of lets out like a, a, a peaceful sigh and settles. And then there's like a, a ruffling. And then the wig poofs off her head and the pigeon just <laughs> flies up into the air and f- does a circle around the room and then flies off. And does the pigeon do anything as it leaves? Um, It poops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Legit. Who does it poop on? Uh, let's go with C.E.J. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to the podcast officially, Aaron. <laughs> as the poop dribbles down one side of my face, a single tear goes down the other side to match. Aww. And that is where we will end our episode for today. Yay! Yay! Oh, Thank you for it. That was probably the most madcap episode that oh, we've ever done. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us, Aaron. Yes. That was incredible. Did I break it? Did no. I break it? No. 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 Oh my this is, this is not far from par for the course. Yeah. This is so good. You made it magical. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm. Also, you unknowingly continued our sitcom D&D guest tradition of playing human animals. Yes, true. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. Speaking of sitcom D&D, Aaron, do you have any podcasts or any other projects that you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, well, check out sitcom D&D. It's uh, wherever you find podcasts. We are coming to the end of our third season right now. And it's a lot of fun. A lot of Chicago comedy people on that too. And then I'm also on a podcast called Hey Riddle Riddle, where you can find that anywhere you find podcasts as well. And I think that's it. Hey. Hey. Check them out. Uh, Aaron is a delight to listen to. Mm-hmm. In Absolutely. All yeah, Aaron, mm. it, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I was so nervous and oh. I ended up 
dying you laughing. You crushed. Okay. She was we perfect. So great. I loved it. And I love that the pigeon is still out there and can yes, come back. I can't wait. Yeah. And I love that a fully pilotable dead lady is still out there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, Monster Hunters. If you enjoyed this, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or talk to us on social media at Mystery County. You can also join our Patreon for bonus episodes, special deliveries, and tons of other random and delightful content that we produce for, and sometimes with, you. Find the link in the episode description. Now, Dorothea Dewey has a yearbook message for our patron, Geneva L. Dear Geneva... I found your yearbook in a trash can, and it made me so sad. Geneva L., why would you do that? You don't want to hold on to these memories? It's a book, for God's sakes. You can't throw away a book. Anyways, I hope we can hang out this summer. I love you a lot, and I miss you. Love, Dorothea from the library. Until next time, check out this One Shot Network podcast. An all-ages-friendly actual play podcast set in the world of Spear, Spyjack's Courier's Call follows three teens as they set out as new apprentices aboard an airship with the Swiftwell Courier Service, bringing mail and adventure across the world. Featuring Drew Majerski, Palomi Pratop, Aaron Catano Saez, and Ali Grauer, and using the Cortex Prime system, this show is perfect for anyone just getting started in listening to actual plays or veterans of the tabletop genre alike. Join clever but anxious Kieran, bold, fast-talking Cece, and loyal, strong June aboard the Red Audrin ship as they sort and deliver mail, encounter powerful magic, and learn the proper skills of an airliner along the way. Right wrongs, do mercies, and take flight. You can find all that and more at oneshotpodcast.com. Dude, you uh, you have no idea how frantically I was Wikipediaing James Stockdale. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Your keyboard burst into yeah. flame because you're googling so fast. Do you love Star Wars but kind of wish you didn't? Then join us on the Expounded Universe podcast as we read through all the old Star Wars novels that took the galaxy far, far away that you know and love and turned it into a place where Han Solo can punch a giant otter and Luke Skywalker almost gets eaten by a giant gold-plated pillar of Dinty Moore beef stew. Did you like Princess Leia? Well, too bad! Now she's a space racist! Don't believe me? You'll just have to listen to find out on Expounded Universe.